Waalaikumsalam. Is that uh, better? Yeah, that's much better. How are you, Yasmin? Yeah, good. You? I'm not too bad. Thank you. Uh, thanks for coming on today's show. Um, I'm just going to do a quick introduction. Um, yeah. So, to the listeners, hello and welcome to Ignite Your Strength podcast, Free Flow, with me, Shahrazad Mokadam. And on today's show, I'm going to be speaking with Yasmin Hussain, who is a qualified football coach and is a coach for the Muslim Sports Association and coaches for Frankfurt FC, Leighton Orient Trust and Colbrook Royals FC, and coaches women's indoor football to grassroots level. Yasmin is also a London FA Council member for the Women and Girls Advisory Group and is the manager and football player of Frankfurt FC, playing in Super 5 League and winners of the Nike Women's and for you those that don't might <laughs> maybe know FA or the Football Association. Yeah? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so that's a very impressive. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Mashallah. <laughs> um, so, Sophia, like, just as you know, this is a free flow um, kind of podcast interview. And I just yeah. um, would like to ask you just a few questions and just you know um so for example like why did you get into football like why football because you know it's quite a male dominate sport anyway yeah so over to you yeah um, I got into football it's actually something I enjoyed during um, growing up because I've got a brother we always used to play out was it at that time we didn't have all your gadgets or anything it's basically playing out any sports you can do I think football is the one I enjoyed the most we used to play cricket and we used to play football but it was the football the one I enjoyed the most um, I just had a passion for it always enjoyed playing it I used to play in the after school club I was the only one actually the girl and used to be you know I felt a bit left out first but then at first they used to choose me as a goalkeeper and they used to be like oh just because I'm a girl I have to be a goalkeeper just a bit got me a bit annoyed at first and then I kept at it and then slowly they chose me this gave me a chance I played enjoyed it um yeah. I've always had a passion for it I think age of 13 my mom thought no that's it you're playing with boys you're only girl playing you know it's not right religiously it's not right uh, culturally it's not right so I kind of just gave it up um, but I've still enjoy watching it. Um, I'm a big fan. Watch Man United. Watch football. Um, and then I decided what to go back into it. I thought after I got married and stuff, I thought my mum can't stop me now. <laughs> as long as my husband's all right with it, then why not? Oh, that's amazing. You know what? The thing is, is that um, I think most Muslim women that I speak to, and me being a Muslim woman myself. I think mostly it is cultural barriers. Um, yeah. Although you know, you know, we're all from different countries and what have you, and or parents are from different countries, but it is a very cultural barrier, and it seems to be the same type of barrier as well. Yeah, because if you think, want... yeah, go ahead, yeah. No, no, yeah, no. You can finish off. Sorry. No, I mean. Because of it seems to be the same type of barrier, I was just, I was just, I've always wondered, is it the same for English girls? Do they have the same type of barrier? 
I think, do you know what? To be honest with you, we have a lot more cultural barriers, but football for English girls are saying, because at the time when I was growing up, there was no female into football. It was seen as a boy sport anyway. So you had that sort of barrier as in it's seen as a male-dominated... Forget, you know, the cultural barriers and your religious aspect to it. You had the um, just being a female in itself. You know, it was a boy sport. Girls don't do it. So I think only recently that's changing, has changed. But I think they also think just being a female in itself is a biggest barrier growing up yeah. for yeah. Most, most sports but then having said that religion you can overcome it as long as you're modest like I said to my husband you know we had that discussion as long as you're doing it modestly and you and you sort of think and no one's really seeing you know in a woman's environment your your intention is you know obviously you're not going out there to you know when I, when I play football I'm wearing the you know we're wearing the extra large men's top so you you're covering yeah. your you know <laughs> as modest as possible you've got your scarf on making sure you've got your pins on so it doesn't slip and it's in a woman's only um, as much as possible you'll have your one or two men but that's it um for, that's when we're playing because in the women's league and um, but it did start off with just women for me indoor football yeah. Uh, played that for a year and then I decided to coach coaching obviously I'm not playing so it's just more um, coaching sort of thing so I did boys as well girls was that but my main aim was to get more girls into football especially within the community because if you look at the the levels the participant levels of sporting in our community is really low and I think one of the main reasons is that is the lack of female coaches for example I have a 16 year old daughter who does karate used to do karate now I feel more comfortable her doing it with a female now her her coach was a male now that's a perfect preference for me even she felt a bit oh there's always all, all boys I'd rather do it with girls sort of thing yeah. so that for me finding a one that's just with a female coach was hard there's only a few of them and then they don't suit your time sort of thing so she, and she ended up giving it up because of the lack of things so I think that is a that is a lot of problems that um, Muslim girls face um, the parents face is that is there enough female coaches available or you know for sports if that was um, if we had more female coaches then obviously there's more opportunity at the moment like there's hardly any I mean I've seen more from when I started with just me and someone else now there's a lot more I'm hearing a lot more girls getting into it which is a, a good thing I think they're doing a lot of FA the Football Association are doing all these um, incentives and sort of um, programs where they pay for it funding free funding for you to do courses the course I did was I was um, one of the f uh, 14 to do a tailored specific course for Muslims, especially for Muslims, it was it was held in a mosque. So you had right. it was it was arranged around um, our prayer times as well. So you know we had breaks we can pray. It was uh, just it was on us every Saturdays for I think it was for three months the course but they tailored it around us so you had you know you it was in the mosque it was all just women the instructor was female and then you had your salah times where they took the break and you read your salah and stuff so i mean that encouraged a lot of people you know a lot of courses like would, would there be praying facilities would i be able to pray would it be a female um, female instructor sort of thing so it was a it was a successful course i think they want to use that around the uk now but um, I mean, I did it through the Muslim Sports Association and London and SXFA did that um, course tailored specific for Muslim women. I think there was uh, 14 women coaches um, 
from the, from that program and it was quite successful but i think they're doing a lot more now sort of things to encourage women to get into coaching wow you know what i mean for myself i didn't actually know about that <laughs> yeah I didn't, I, i didn't know about it um maybe it's because i don't know um different part of london or but i i didn't really know about that at all and that is a fantastic opportunity yeah women. it was cuz this is 3 years ago so nice. i did this, i did this 3 years ago that's how i got into coaching is i actually got into coaching because i was looking to get into um back to playing football so i was just doing more of a sense i want to go back into football let's see what there is so i, I had you know when you have on your facebook you have recommended pages so i yeah. think i uh, follow something like a muslim mama's fitness page group and they had right. suggested page of muslim sports association so i clicked onto them and i saw they had like so many activities for you know muslims uh, for female instructors i thought oh and i saw football i thought wow football so i clicked into football and then they said there was one more space available for a um, coaching course and i said well where is that something I, you know when you want you and you know you want to do something but you don't yeah. realize that's what it was i said to her husband yeah. do you know what i enjoy football this is sort of thing going and do i wasn't able to play i want to give women girls opportunities i didn't have i think it'll be a really good thing to do and then right. i said to him if i do it i don't want to just do it for a badge and then sit on it i want to use it utilize it and make a difference and he goes yeah. yeah so he supported me on that so then i applied to um message ashmin and said there's a space available um is it taken she goes no there's still one space available so then i joined to it and then got qualified after that and then straight away within the week um i started volunteering for muslim sports association and then they got me to with fenford clubs and then from there it just opportunities and opportunities really because i mean a lot of clubs are trying to grow their women's section and then looking for female coaches so i think i had a lot of opportunities available at the time after i qualified wow uh, i mean that you know what you know it 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 was written for you <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what I say. It sounds cliche, but that's what I say because even as well, I was saying to him, the fact that I was looking for football and then there was a space available, and then yeah. just doing that, and it's something that I really enjoy and I won't go back to it. And because I mean, I've got three kids, and I I stopped working after my second son, and I thought slowly I want to get back into it, but nothing too too much not full time yet so something that will give me sort of satisfaction works around my kids timetable because it works just on the weekends at first but then yeah. um, like the muslim sports association ones on friday but i can bring my daughter along with me sort of thing so it worked and then from there and my husband is very supportive and he said you know what every time you come home you're always happy so he he thought it's a good thing he's like you know yeah. happy wife happy home that's fine of course just do and it. i mean i mean i mean physical activity I mean it's I mean it's the best tie that you can get and if it makes you happy it's making you're right if it makes you happy and you're feeling good and positive that yeah. oozes onto your family and you know for example your husband could see it and I'm sure your children could see it and feel it as well yeah and I mean you've you've there are as you say there are lack of female coaches and the facilities for girls to 
to feel that they can do sports, any type of sport, um, but they feel kind of like safe. Like yeah. they don't have to worry about men coming in, uh, boys coming in. Um, in a what what I would say like in a that they feel like they're in a bit of a safe environment, even to the point where they might be training or what have you, and they could feel comfortable enough to take off their scarf. Yeah, because I mean, um, my my Friday session is just like that. Because Friday sessions, some of them feel so comfortable because we have like. Even the receptionists, they know it's they respect it so much that they know that this is a women's only session. They make sure no men come. We have like they give us bin bags to cover their windows so that no one can pre. And they just some of them just take off. I personally take my scarf off because I feel like you know running around, whatever. But I know it's such a safe environment that not even accidentally someone works in because they protect us the people at the reception are always like they know that this is something and most of us will have our hijabs off that you know so they will make sure that no one even accidentally walks through because they will stop them before they go towards the hall so it's something so i mean it is very and i think from that word of mouth sessions grown massively um from indoor football and then the thing with what i'm doing with the indoor football is trying to grow their confidence and give them something and then shift them on to playing outdoor not everyone's comfortable doing that though um so it is hard challenging we started off our league with only five players six players and basically it was like uh, my parents live in manchester and i couldn't go to manchester because then and the holidays because there will be a player short and then we'll have to you know we couldn't be able to play so it was yeah. literally just making so much sacrifices because we had to so it's like if someone's ill we're like oh my god what we're going to do sort of thing so we had yeah. to grow it as, as you know as much as possible and alhamdulillah now we have a uh, 20 um, we submitted two teams we started the league this season with two teams um, so it's grown and as in I think it's people getting more comfortable and seeing it now um, as like you said there's a lot of publicity now and there's a lot of people like talking about it a lot of people don't know there was a football session going on so I mean people are getting more aware of what is available now and Muslim Sports Association have been on a lot of like Twitter and they've been on um, newspapers and sort of thing with Yashmin's doing an amazing job and the chairman of Muslim Sports Association and I think that the publicity and people are finding us and you know contacting us like oh we didn't know you had a women's session like this or we didn't know uh, Muslim um, women playing a league we want to give it a go so it's grown so much from um, thingy so I mean from what I've started and have within three years massive I've seen a massive um, thingy increase in women in football wow I mean like for example um, my area where I live um, I live Clapham okay so um, that's southwest um, there are a women's football team um, <laughs> but there is nothing absolutely nothing for girls there is yeah. no there's no football team for girls and I've researched it and it seems that for example in certain areas in certain boroughs of London that there are lack of opportunities for girls in yeah. certain sports and I don't know why or what's the reason behind it um but i think i do think that there are opportunities and there are opportunities as well for more muslim women yeah to get into coaching 
and actually start to form certain types of sporting activities for yeah. girls aimed at for example the black asian and mixed ethnic minorities yeah um but also you know for all actually to be yeah. inclusive for all you know um so you know i kind of i, I kind of take back my words what i just said but more inclusive for all because yeah. it should be you know sport is for all yeah and um it means if there's lack of opportunities for for a particular group i think that there means there's a lack of opportunities for all girls yeah i mean so, I, i mean you say that's the, with me it's because i'm with the london fa i know sort of thing at the moment like you're saying uh, redridge area and stuff we we've those teams and i'm so and i think there's another team nor fc another muslim team so i know a few but the thing is like you're saying in your area but with the london fa as as i know that their mission is basically to work on that get more women involved um in coaching and if once they get um, just uh, just generally women not just muslim women just female coaches and a lot of clubs are now have to put in a woman's the need to grow their women's section football section so at the moment maybe in your area hasn't but i think definitely in the next couple of years there'll be a lot more in your area for girls because a lot of clubs now basically if you haven't got women's section are you really a, a team a good team a good club because even at the club I'm I'm at now they didn't have a women's team they've just recently started so a lot of clubs are now trying to promote the women's team so i think i mean within the next couple of years i think opportunities will be everywhere the whole of uk even your area where you're saying it's lack of but the thing is that's just football though so i'm concerned about the other sports as well because yeah, football yeah. have actually put that in their mission have you seen women and girl girl and football has grown so i think yeah. out of all the sports i've noticed the football and women i think women world cup as well didn't we have um you know england and the promotion you've i've not seen that yeah. with any other sort of sports for women so i think football is definitely in a, going in a um, good direction for you know and obviously like you said the um the fa are doing getting to more bme women coaches and that will obviously play a part in getting more muslim girls involved and stuff when they see as a role model and they see people as role models and thinking well, yeah of course role, role models are very important and um and uh, okay so for example the film bend it like beckham yes <laughs> <laughs> i think everybody knows that film but i do think that did spark a more i mean there were girls that were kind of interested in football anyway mm. but that film being shown i think kind of hit it on the nail on the hit it on the head so to speak because i then think that more and more girls got into football when they saw that film yeah I mean yeah definitely because a lot of, I think uh, we we need to sometimes get out of our comforts people just have a comfort zone you think wait there's no girls in the f- doing that so maybe I I shouldn't do it sort of thing when you see someone doing it you feel a bit more braver to do it like when I, when we want to do our um, super 5 league um I was like god there's no one like me playing be it best bit weird exactly. or something <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say it it I don't see anyone that looks like me. Yeah. And I think I think, I think that is the perception when a lot of 
well, young girls and women, when they go to go and do a sporting activity yeah. and they don't see other women that look like them, they feel almost like, well, put off yeah. or they feel a sense of vulnerability. Yeah, because I mean, a lot of just you just some. I think some people just walk away thinking, "Wait, there's no one like me. Should I even be here?" Yeah, so yeah, I think, yeah. Is this Should for I be me? here? Yeah, right. that, that, that that's you know, that's very very common, and I've yes. heard this time and time again. It's like, should I even be here? Yeah, and um, no, you know, inclusivity and everything else. You know, yes. things do need still need changing. Yeah, and and. And yeah, I mean, as you say, you know, football, women and girls football is growing. And also like rugby, women's rugby is growing. Yeah. Um and yeah, I just think I just think it's quite inspiring when I hear other women as yourself, you know, talk about this and I think it's amazing when you get that support, you know, once you're married as well, when yeah. you get that support because um you know, having support from your family is, is one thing before you're married, but after you're married, yeah, that's, that's a, a different topic altogether. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you're you're a role model to girls and other young women, but you're also a role model to your own children. Yeah, and, you know, because they see you, you're a coach, you're a, you're a female coach, you're a football coach, you're yeah, I mean... <laughs> yeah, and you know what? And it's a lot like, for example, like you, you, you like yourself doing these podcasts and, you know, they help, you know, spread the word and stuff because, like, I think you found me through Muslim Sports Association. Before that, I think I was... I did um, the South Asian Women in Football series where she's trying to promote... Um, people like myself that are doing stuff but people don't know about it just to share our stories I think that also helps like if you know listeners thinking oh like you're saying yourself that like, I've just told my story it's like oh I didn't know they had a you know the FA course did the in the mosque and you know something so you, it, you're getting educated through my story you you, you sort yeah. of think and share it it's something I mean it's it's good that you we having these platforms at like yourself and you know sharing our stories and our journeys for others to hear I think that's in itself is um, very inspiring and sort of thing so I think um, keep up that good work I think that's because with me I'm doing it but if no one knows what I'm doing it's not getting out there I, there's so much I can do on my own you know that's it needs it. to be heard so people can get inspired or you know sort of thing that's that that is the, the biggest that is the biggest barrier really isn't it it's like when yeah. you're doing you're doing things but people don't really know about you and they don't know what you're actually yeah. offering and what you're about yeah what you're about and they just like it seems sometimes that the platform is just not big enough yeah you know? That's it, because with me, it's it's not more about showing off or whatever I'm yeah. doing. It's more to sort of show them this opportunities. Look, like I've done it. I've become a coach. How do I become it through the London FA? They did a course, sort of thing. So some people that might want to be in the thing is with me is one of the things that was I was worried about is I used to play football until the age of thirteen. I'm like thirty five now. I've stopped. I didn't even know how to play. I was like, I'm a coach. I've I know that I have knowledge, but I actually don't know how, you know, I was a bit worried that stopped me. Like I've not played so long. I'm not yeah. a good player. 
And if I'm a coach, how am I going to be showing kids doing certain things if I don't know how to do it? So I made sure I joined the team. I started playing myself, trying to learn from the basics. Like I said, I'm a big football fan, so I knew the knowledge. I knew sort of the basic sort of things. But yeah. having the knowledge and doing it is completely two different things. Like, for example, dribbling, yeah. I'm, I'm so slow at dribbling <laughs> so I do sometimes I had to and I didn't want to you know being absent from football for so long I didn't want that to stop me from coaching I said so then I have a um, few mental people that really helpful and said you know what at the end of the day you have to know to be a good coach you don't need to be a good player and I was thinking the opposite all the time I kept saying oh I need to be a good player otherwise I won't be a good coach but you know what you don't you don't need to be a good player at all and with me like I said absence for so long I mean I'm doing better good as in my age and stamina and everything like going back into a football out of 30 uh, 35 it yeah. is your stamina and I'm playing with 16 year olds <laughs> my 16. Wow. I've got 16 20 we're ready to date. so 16 plus I've got a few 16 year olds and sort of thing it's hard it's challenging but I mean I think um definitely something that I thought do you know what um I, I use it and learn myself so then I can you know improve if I can be a good player I can be a good coach improve yeah. both sort of things so yeah but like well, I said it's it's, it's like your it's like your own journey of self-development yeah definitely because so. so with me playing i enjoy playing it as well and then i from what i'm playing i learn myself when i do the um cook i also coach the team as well so then it's like you know what what we've done in in the game we've i bring it back onto the pitch and say well last week we didn't do this well or we're not using this sort of thing and i'll do it and i'll get involved so i'm coaching i'm playing both together so I'm trying to, you know, improve myself as well as the whole as a unit. Um, yeah. But it works, though. It works. So I think that's... Um... That's really good. I mean, I like what you said because that resonates me in the fitness industry. I think, like, for example, when somebody said to you, you don't need to be a good coach to be a good player. And, I, I you know, just because you're a good player doesn't mean to say that you're going to be a great coach. Yeah. And, and 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 vice versa and it's the same in the fitness industry I think people's perception that oh you've got to look a certain way body image you've got to look a certain way then you're like you're more of a personal trainer or you're yeah. more of a fitness trainer yeah I get you yeah definitely I think that that can go in any um, industry isn't it I think it'll yeah. be safe for you lot because if you if you've got the certain body you've got the certain look then they think oh she must be a good trainer if you've yeah. not got it, then you know. But that's that's not the case. Is it? as long as you know your knowledge and you know what to eat and you can give the good, great advice and sort of thing, then exactly. it will. Exactly. Exactly. you know, it's the same principle. As long as you know that you're giving the right advice and you know yeah. what you know, you know what will work and what won't work, yeah. and check someone's form and their technique and yeah. all of these other things. So, you know, it's, um, it's, it can be very tricky, can be very sticky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's not always, you know, looks and what have you is always a deception sometimes. Yeah, so, I think that's that's what puts us off though, isn't it? That's what put me off because, I mean, I was supposed to be doing my level two and I kept saying, oh, but I'm not ready for my level two. And um, my at Frankfurt, uh, Neil, he was like, you know, why why do you think you're not ready? And I said, I'm not a good player. He goes, why do you, why do you feel you need to be a good player? And I said, for example, 
I like to get involved. So I want to show my, you know, the um, the students or the players when I say something, oh, use this part of your foot or do it like this. I like to demonstrate. If I yeah. can't do it myself, <laughs> it doesn't really. He goes, there's a there's a ways around it. You don't need to do it yourself. You can just say so and so, show an example of how you would do this. <laughs> so that sort of thing. So then I was like, okay. So I mean, like you said, it's all in your mind, and if if it depends how you see it. If you like putting, you know, I have to be a certain way and I have to be a certain player. I'm I've always assumed now to be a really good player. You know, if I'm a really good player, I'll be a really good coach. But that's recently just gone out. You know, that doesn't really matter now. I mean, as long as I know the knowledge and I teach them, and they know what I'm trying to teach them, you don't. I don't really. It's not as important to show them as much. Like you know, for examples, I can just use another player sort of thing. But I used that was one of the barriers I kept putting. Or do you know what I? I, I'm confident was that I wasn't, you know, a good player, and I kept saying, "I'm not going to go from my level to I'm not a good player. What if I have to do a demonstration and I, you know, I can't control the ball?" But then yeah. it, it's like it, they don't really expect you to play. Most of the coaches, are, you know, don't aren't really good players. They're just coaches, and you just need to be a good coach. That's right, and that connection with people and everything else that comes with the coach. You know, yeah, the skills and the people skills and communication skills and fairness and all yeah. of those things. Um, I mean, like for example, now um, the with Nike, with Nike. Yeah. Um, did they approach you? You know, um, the club or how? How did that collaborate oh. with, with with Nike for the? Um, you know, for the for the women's tournament. Oh, the t- tournament. So we play in this Super Five t- uh, um, league. So it was through Super Five league. So what they did is, it was all their teams um, that were playing Super Five league. So Nike invited o- over at Stamford Bridge. It was a tournament within our league. In oh that. my god! You must have been so gassed, all of you. Oh lot. my god! We were the we were the, we were the underdogs. We weren't supposed to win. We won, and then we got to the final, and it was the experience. They had the whole stadium, MSA, Frankfurt, and just it was unreal. I was just like things were dreams were made of. I was like some one of the highest because it was Ramadan as well. Most of us was fasting. We yeah. thought, you know, it's we we're, we're all thirsty, and you know, go through it. We thought we're not. We lost one or two games in the thingy and then we got to the semi-finals and we thought this is probably the farthest we will go and we won on penalties and then it got to the final and um we just won it I don't know I think like you say we're wow. all like really shocked and that we won it we weren't because we played against it was beginner struck intermediate so we were at beginners um, level and we played the final was intermediate they were in an intermediate team that play in our league but intermediate and we we have no chance but we gave it all out and then we just won it was one nil we won it one nil and oh god it was the experience the the whole stadium was shouting msa i mean <laughs> we have to, we play in a super five league that's an amazing need to play for I me mean, it's like a family regardless of everything whether they only like muslim t- team there but they treat us like a family they're so you know so lovely people you forget any you know when you before you start oh god i was worried oh my god would we fit in or is it hard but they made it so easy we we're really good friends with the most of the team you know they're so friendly but a really good great um 
good thing to um to play in the league to play in it's like best experience we've had and with the treat it's like a family everyone is so friendly when we go there you know you forget you're even you know you just feel all one big family you know how people think oh yeah. would have fit in or they yeah. we look different it's nothing like that it's just like you know the high five of us at the beginning and you know we sit there having chat in the chain room and you know so there's a lot of banter a lot of things so it's an amazing league to play with and i think because of the experience is so good and then we say you know and people we invite people over to play and then they like it and then we like like i said we've got loads of people interested now and you know how we said before that we were you don't have people like myself you know looking like us but now we've got so many people looking like us on the team. we're like a lot of people because i think the first person to do it is hard when you have mm. no one looking like you now we yeah. have in our team what we got i think about nine ten hijabis um as in we combined with with Frankfurt fc so we have non-muslims so it's not just a muslim team so we have um non-muslims as well on our team but it's yeah it's amazing how much it's grown and how how much it is and i mean it's an amazing experience the whole league and something that you know and it's grown it's grown so much and it's it's really nice to see it satisfying to see it like you know how from beginning we're begging people to come to join the team come on we need one more player come on to now come 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 and join your team and it's like wait there's a waiting list so it's it's amazing so so you've got a waiting list for your team Yeah, for next season. Yeah, I've got to be for submitted two teams this year this season. We last season we had just one team. This team this season got two and we've got some more people that on training they've come they come to training but they're not in the team yet because what we do is we have the fixed players on our team and we right. rotate a sort of thing. So we don't take just random pay so we can build chemistry and sort of thing. So we've got people that want to join in. So I think we've got another four weeks left of this season once we restart after, you know, once it starts, restarts again. And then wow. for next season, we're thinking maybe possibly um, a third team. See, because that's how much we've got. We've got interest. People are waiting to join the team. So, yeah. Right. So on your football session, um that you run do you run them weekly yeah which one the team ones no no just like just if i wanted to come to a football session Okay so yeah so the one I do with the MSA that's on Fridays evenings yeah so that's just a drop in sort of thing so that's right. more that's more um what to say um just play session which is you I do less drills so that's more fitness based so basically maybe I spend 10 minutes 5 minutes warming up 5 minutes in a little drill and then straight into a game and then cuz most of the players just want to do it for you know exercise just want to play and just enjoy it so i don't focus too much on drills whereas my team training is more drill based where we learn techniques and things like that so okay. i mean anyone's open to them both are open you can come to any but if you if it depends on what you want to do so most people do join the third, uh, the team training one if they want to improve as as a player and stuff and friday one is just basically just want to run about half fun don't don't want to do anything you know don't want to go go um, grassroots level or anything they just want to have fun so they just you know play and just learn as they play sort of thing like oh you yeah. don't kick it that way or do it this way or whatever but that's it so um yeah so oh. it's a drop in set of session you just come in and you just play and then um for example um so that's the drop in sessions and if you want to and if you want to so that's on a friday and yes. your team sessions 
the team they... sessions are currently on Mondays. Yeah, that's on Monday. So that's um, at Frenford Clubs. That's outdoor. So, um, yeah, that's on the AstroTurf. So that's at the moment um, at 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock. So okay. we have that one. Uh, they also, I also do, just before that session will starts next week, will be what we do under-16s girls football, which I also will coach. Um, okay. Yeah, so the Friday one is 16+. Plus, and so is the one on Monday. No, sorry, Friday one is 12+. Plus. 12 plus, okay. Yeah, 12 plus. So we have some people bring their daughters as well, mothers and daughters come in. So that's 12 plus. And the uh, Monday one, which is a team training, is 16 plus. Okay, that's that's really good. I was going to say, you know, because of a lot of parents, mothers uh, specifically, they want to, like, for example, they want to um, get into a physical activity um or they want to go back to um, a particular sport. And it can be quite hard to find somewhere where they can take their children. Um, you know, so you saying that, you know, um, you know, mothers and daughters can go together along. I think that's really nice because yeah. I, that's another barrier that women in general face. That, yeah. you know, that there isn't that you know, there isn't facilities where they can participate in sport or physical activity where they can take their child or children along. Yeah, yeah and that's a, that is a that is a big barrier for us women, isn't it? Because you know, sort of thing. But that's another thing with it. The session is women. If you've got a, if you've got a daughter, that's fine. But if you've got a son now, that wouldn't work in our session. Because of yeah. the boys and the, oh, you know, it's a women's only session. But for I mean, ladies, they they have a daughter that we have a few that bring their daughters in, and it's a, like a barrier uh, gone, isn't it? They've overcome that barrier of you know having yeah. not bring their daughter with them, sort of thing. Um, but yeah, that is that is a big thing for women in football, uh, women in sports, just generally what to do with their kids. Because a lot of the times, husbands are not available. So even if a exactly. woman did want to do it, this the child, you know, the child. I mean, there is a lot of sports now I think they do during the day while kids are in school but if you've got the younger ones then I think that's uh, that is a bit difficult yeah 100% um, and can and it can even be difficult as well just for some young women um, that want to go to some sporting or physical activities because of the time because not all parents actually want their children, young girls, daughters, to go out to, to do physical activity even in the evening time. Um, yeah. That, that can be, you know, possible, you know, cultural barrier type of thing um, yeah. as well. Because I've, I've come across things like that myself where people don't want their daughter to come out at a certain time, you know, when things are on mostly in the early evening yeah that is that is definitely a, i think it is a cultural thing as well isn't it plus you know girl being out late we have a lot of ones like that um but the thing with that is uh it's a hard one that one because i mean i've seen that it's changing though because my parents my my parents views what say 20 years ago with me playing football was what 
you know, oh my God, it's shameful, this and that. And their views, how much it's changed, it's unbelievable. They don't even have that view. They know what I do. They coach and so they're like, oh, that's good. So, I mean, as a gen- generation and time is changing, I think... I think attitudes are changing, you know, the views are changing, cultural, what was so cultural back then is not as much like I'm saying my own parents, I'm seeing how much their views have changed. Yeah. Before my mom used to say, oh, football, this and that. Now when she rings me, she'll ask me, oh, is football on? And she goes, oh, is that why you're quiet? Okay, I'll call you back later. <laughs> so, think, so she now knows when I'm watch- when to call me and what not to call me. She knows my, you know, surround my timetable. I think they as the as times have gone, I think culturally, I mean, it's it's not as hard now. The cultural barriers are less, I think. But um, I, I think slowly, slowly, as a generation like you, like me and you, are the next generation. Our, our, our kids, I'm sure, you know, you won't be, you won't have the same views as my parents did, or maybe your parents did. I think change, generation is changing. I think the views, the cultural views, are also slowly changing. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Views, perceptions everything um i think more and more i think media has has a part to play with it as well because seeing more and more women young women girls getting into more male-dominated sports i think it's more it's more readily on the media yeah so with that it you know generations are are able to see you know yeah, yeah i able, think that they're I able think... to see the, the it, it you know it's gone it's going past that that old kind of way of thinking <laughs> yeah and having said that as well this changed that as well but a lot of women now uh, even the older generation have gone health conscious so they are like you know I need to get my daughter into sports more for a healthy before it was like you're staying at home this and that before yeah. when we were growing up I was literally playing outside in the garden outside the fun garden it was a lot safer always outside on my bike and stuff now kids are just indoors in gadgets and stuff so parents are now yeah. looking for activities for their children they're actually looking for, you know, my mom's like, say, why don't you get your daughter to do this? And they're all stuck at home and this and that. I was like, yeah, mom, I will do. Sort of thing. So that's what I'm saying. They're, they're becoming more sort of things. So I think slowly, I mean, as times are changing and people's views are changing and, you know, health conscious, a lot of people are putting on weight because of the staying at home. So parents are looking to get, get say, boys, girls, wherever. They get trying to get them into activities and looking around now and a lot of, you know clubs and stuff are doing things for kids just to get them out the house because i mean most kids are now just on computer all day or indoors all day and it's not as safe no more you know with the knife crimes and you know my son wants to go out the park and then i'm like okay i'm coming with you so that will go he'll drive his bike and i'll sit in the bench and he goes for laps but i wouldn't let him go on the road because i know i just don't feel safe whereas i was just literally every day growing up on the road mom just to scream out the door come in come in I'm like yeah I'm coming sort of thing but yeah. it was until it was dark we used to be out sort of thing but yeah. I think parents are now just looking for like activities for kids to do just so they can keep them active and fit because they don't do anything otherwise don't play out or anything before it was if they had the element of playing out you think oh at least they gain a bit of you know exercise playing out but now they don't even play out kids they're just indoors 
Yeah, I mean, for example, um, I've spoken about this before, and um, one of the barriers, uh, I was um, ex school teacher, and one of the barriers that I found in primary school um, is that, you know, after school club activities, they had to be paid for by the parents. Um, whereas in secondary school, the after school club activities are absolutely free and they have so many activities available in secondary school. Um, and I think that in primary school, a lot of the barrier is there financially. Actually, having you having said that, actually, I never thought about that. That's true. Actually, my daughter's after school, you know, whatever she does, she we have to pay for cookie club or you fitness club, you know, football or hockey. Yeah, she have to pay. Yeah. But my son's free. Actually, I never thought about that. Yeah, and 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 really, you know, the physical activity it needs to be start from primary school age. So because of. Yeah. Well, statistically, you know, from my own research, by the time, specifically I'm talking about girls, okay, by the time girls yeah. get into year six in primary school and they then transition into year seven in secondary school, they've already basically um, dropped out of sports, even though they do PE and it's part of the curriculum. They have no yeah. interest. They have no absolute no interest in participating in sports in our school club, and I don't know whether it's yeah. because well, there's a mixture. It's because they didn't have the opportunity to do partake in um, in after school activities because of financial barriers, and also then there becomes another kind of. It's not really a barrier, but some might say that it's a barrier. But then, because yeah. of you know, girls are developing and they become more body conscious. Yeah. And what uh, have you? And because of you know, certain things are changing, so they feel that they can't participate in sports because you know whether it's because of you know their menstrual cycle or their body developing, um, they feel they shy away from sports. Yeah, and and it's a very very quite a big thing. It is because I mean, you that's something that's not really spoken about. Yeah, I mean that's the sort of thing I'm happened with my daughter. I I did everything I can to get her. She used to go to karate for about four years, and then I stopped because you know couldn't find it. I'm trying to get to get her to do something every time. It's not my thing. I said, look, come with football. It's not my thing. She's just not. She's just not falling off with sports. I've tried everything with her. It doesn't. I, I don't know what it is. It's like I don't know. Is that lack of? Because I mean, I've given her karate. It was like twice a week, and it's like pulling her teeth out. I said, "Oh, I don't want to go. I don't want to. Don't enjoy it." I said, "Well, you go with whether you like it, because you need to get to do something active, and it's good for you. You need to learn self-defense. You, you're going to need it." But I don't know what it is with her. She's just not found. She enjoys it. She watches football with me, but she's like, "I tried to get her. She's not my thing. It's not my thing. No sport is her thing, apparently." <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what it is. Is it the lack of not having it as growing up, or? I, I don't can't put my finger to it what it is it's just she's not falling in with sports and it's like you know I make her go for a walk with me I do all that trying to you know keep her active as possible 
but it's literally yeah. like pulling teeth out. It's like, come on, uh, you know, when I used to give her to karate, she's like, oh, do I have to go? I've got too much homework today. You know, excuses. And it's Thank like, you, I don't understand why. Is it the body conscience or is it the fact that they just sit at home and be on Snapchat all day? Or <laughs> I don't know why it is. But... Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, going back, when I look back about myself, I mean, I've always been into sports. I've always been active. I've, I've, I've always loved sports, you know, whether it was even, you know, waiting for the Olympics to come on the TV and watching, you know, following. Yeah. And, you know, um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't know. Some, some, some boys are like that as well. You know, yeah. you, you try to get them involved and you take them along to all different types of sports, whether it's basketball, football, yeah. boxing, whatever. And they just turn around and say, nah, you know, it's not really for me. It's not really for yeah. me. It's not really for me. Well, what is for you? You know, yeah. because you've got all these opportunities. And in fact, I but think yeah. there's more opportunities. Yeah. But I think, for... you know what, schools, like you said, I think it goes down to schools as well. If they, yeah. if they did it from the beginning, I'm sure she would find something that she enjoyed. If they yeah. did like, you know, sort of thing or after school clubs where it was free out before she had a you know sort of thing like you would say oh um I, you know at that age you do whatever you say is in it so it's like you're doing football today monday you're doing football and tuesday i put you into the basketball um, after school club and then on wednesday you're doing gymnastics then she can at least see which sport she enjoys and does at now it's just so much it's so expensive to put your kids in all three you just stick with one that you think they might like but exactly. you know she's not tried everything maybe she might because she says she like you know me um she's like i might more i'm more like a fragile person so maybe gymnastics or ballerina <laughs> like, okay. yeah. she's she's really elegant she says apparently she wants to do elegant sports i was like what is an elegant sport sort of thing but unless she's tried a few she yeah. uh, you know you don't know which one she'll fall in love with and you know with the lack of you know having the time in the schools and if school did a lot more you know as growing up and giving them like the, you know gymnastic my daughter my youngest one she's on a waiting list for her gymnastic club club she's been on it for a year it's like it's at lunchtime she goes if someone drops out then they said i can do it sort of thing so it's just like you know she's, she's eagerly waiting bless her. Yeah. she's Aww. eagerly waiting where the other one is like oh god <laughs> so for example like you now um after you know because you like football when you were younger and you played it up until 13 and then like 20 years later you know, you found your way back into football. Um, basically, you never really gave up inside. You didn't give up that dream and you didn't really give up that passion, did you? Because it was still with you. Yeah. I think when you have a love for something so much, you, you don't ever give it up. Even like, you know, if you find a ball and you just kick it in the park sort of thing with the kids. Because I like it so much, uh, you know, watching it, I've always had it so I didn't, it, I didn't ever die. The passion was always there. It was just basically having the opportunity and having, you know, there was an opportunity when I was growing up. Because, um, I mean, at the time when my dad said I couldn't play, he had one condition. I cried and cried. I said, like, please, please. He said, okay, one condition you can play. If you can find a female-only football club with a female instructor, then you can oh. join. That was impossible. It was that, not that, that back then was uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was non-existent. <laughs> there was none. 
he's like, yeah. So he's been clever because he knows. That he's I was gonna, gonna say that he's clever. He knew that it wasn't. Yeah, so he knew that. So he was gonna be. Well, there's nothing. This is I'm talking about. Twenty years back, there was nothing there. You know, girls. It wasn't even in demand at the time, so they didn't need to have women's because girls weren't at the time. Girls didn't. I don't know if they themselves thought it was a boy sports, but there was no demand for it either. It was yeah. just I think. Because you know, I think to be honest, the opportunity maybe would have been there if girls showed a demand for it. But all my friends, none of them like football. It's just me. So it's like you know, and it's like, oh, you like football? Oh, okay. It's like a sort of thing. But now, if you compare it, a lot of girls say they like football. It's as in it's grown so much football from back on there. So they didn't obviously they didn't have female um, clubs because it wasn't even in demand at that time. Yeah. I mean, you saying that, that's really interesting, you know, because when I was teaching and um, seeing PE teachers as well, when, when it was football, after school football, there was only one girl and the rest was just boys, obviously, yeah. but one girl, she played really well as well. She made it onto the onto the school football team once she hit year five. She made yeah. it onto the school, the, the school football team. And she was playing football continuously after school club from year one. Yeah, right, up until, right up until she left the school year six. So, and, and all through that time, <laughs> no other girls joined. Yeah, just uh, so that's what I'm saying. So there was no demand for it at the time. So I don't, I kind of, I, I understand why they didn't probably do because if they did do an only female, you know, um, football club um, and session, I think only one or two would turn up. But 20 yeah. years back, and this this is recent. Now I'm talking about this is oh, back is in 2000, this is 2016, 2017, wow. um, you know, um, 2019. Right, so she would have left um, end of 2018, yeah? yeah, year six. Wow, because now she's in secondary school, so it's like that's that's recent, yeah. That's recent. I'm thinking, yeah, that's that's no, recent. This, this is, back, it's like wow, completely different, very, that's, yeah. very recent. And I think it's because the awareness. Like, for example, the football coach was um, a, a man mm. and there's just, because of it seems to be popular, you know, all the boys wanted to go on the, you know, after school, yeah. after school club uh, football and out, you know, just one girl. And it's like, there was never seemed to be any other girls that came to join. And I used to say to some girls, you know, don't you want to try the after school, you know, football club? No, 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 I'm not interested. Yeah. That's all I used to hear. No, 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 I'm not interested. Um, and then, you know, some girls would actually laugh and say, you know, look at me like as if I'm an idiot. <laughs> like as if I'm, well, are you okay, me? Yeah. I mean, I haven't said that. It, football for women has grown, but it's still got a long way to go. A it's lot of people. still got a long way yeah. to go. A long way and, to go. And I suppose. You know, if you're, if you know, as, as a child now, 
if your parents aren't really kind of like thinking, oh well, you know, you know, you can go and do girls football. Yeah. Or you can, or, or for example, in the primary school and say, right, you know, you can go and do the after school football. Why don't you try that? But I, I think a lot of parents aren't going to say to their daughter in primary mm. school, do you want to go to the after school football club? Yeah, <laughs> they won't, yeah. I think, you yeah, know, the gymnastics, of... the gymnastics, there was yeah. a waiting list for the gymnastics. Now, the only, the only activities there were in the school that I worked at, the, at yeah. that time were fo- was football and gymnastics. Yeah. I think that's it. I think it's a mindset, isn't it? No matter how much we try, a lot of it's still seen as a boy sport. And we have, you know, pink as girls' colour and blue as boys' colour. And you have your football as boy sports and ballerina as a girl sport. And uh, as much as thingy, deep down, kids still have that in them growing up. They, I don't know yeah. why it is. It's through toys or through nurseries. But it's something that they just get taught it. And automatically, when you say, oh, do you want to play? football as a kid when they're growing up it's like oh it's a right, I get told by even my niece my daughter sisters or isn't that for boys I'm like yeah. no it's not for boys but they just it, grow up I think when they get a bit older then they start realizing wait it's, it's something that you know girls can do but as yeah. a nursery and year one year two it's just seen as boys is for boys I think it's what they see on tv isn't it the growing yeah. friends what what's on tv is basically boys are playing football it's and the premier league is all boys they don't really have showing you know mainstream tv channels girls playing football and it's what they see and it's in them so i mean we've still got a long way to go from saying that growing kids i mean parents assume you know um ballerina was for girls and used to the mindset and the, the girls you know when they buy them stuff it's your dolls for the girls and you know it's, yeah. it was still in that sort of thing it's still, it's still there there yeah. is still that yeah Segregation, <laughs> I would say. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I must have been quite odd when I was younger because I remember saying that I hate pink and don't you ever buy me anything that's related to pink. Yeah. I was always blue and I am still blue. <laughs> okay. But having said that, I think it's something we automatic, even with me, I have my viewpoints and, you know, girls shouldn't do that. But then my daughter's got like Barbie dolls and everything. So it, I think it's something that they just, like she likes her doll she likes her that I don't know what it is but even though no matter how much I try she's like no I don't like that you know sort of thing so I think you either like you said your blue color your pink color you just go with go with it yeah isn't it? yeah 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 I think I it's probably... what society tells you and you just kind of fall for the trap isn't it and yeah. just assume that you know I mean... football boys and ballet you know and you never know when she gets older she might shock you yeah, I think that's what I'm saying. I think it's when you're older, it changes. As a younger, I think when you're like 12, 13, I think that's when they start realising, you know what, it's not boys, but I can do it sort of thing. But before that, they think they just, uh, I don't know, just assume from what they see and don't know why it is, but it's just like, you know, my daughter and- thinks it's a boy sport. If you ask her, she'll say, yeah, it is a boy sport because I said, well, your mom, your mom does it. Am I a boy? She goes, no, but you do it for ladies. <laughs> but I think it's also from their peers as well, like friends. Because yes. I, especially for, for girls, I think a lot of girls, you know, they egg on other girls as well, like their friends. Like, oh no, you don't want to do that. Or you don't want to do that. Um, and they hear things. They hear the things that they hear 
are things that we would never even think about. Yeah. And they're very influenced by their friends as well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Until that mindset from a young age it changes, that's when you th- you have real hope. But at the moment, like I said, if if I want to grow the you know girls in football from a young age, unless the parents and the kids want to do it and the kids think it's not a boy sport, then it'll grow. Otherwise, we'll just push something that's really you know not there like i'm saying it's easier for ladies i can get more ladies playing football than i can get young girls because mm. a lady you, they realize you know it's not a male dominated sport women can do it we can play it sort of thing the ch- mindset changes attitude changes but when you're younger it's so much harder yeah that's quite interesting actually what you just said because that that is actually quite true isn't it i think that as you get up to a certain age as a young woman your your mindset changes your perception changes and then you realize that well you know what actually you know i can do it and yeah. there are places where i can do it as well yeah so the, the opportunities are there now, definitely opportunity now. is definitely there but it's just basically finding it and just doing it like you said we have that thing of is people like me doing it if yeah. you can wipe that away from your mind and you just do it there is people that say do you know I don't care if there's no one like me doing it I'm still doing it you yeah. know we need more attitude like that and then like you say you follow suit so if I see someone else we need someone to have the confidence to you know be the first person to do it and then the rest just follow when we did it it was just like oh should we do it should we get into the team or the only muslim team we did it and now it's just like everyone wants to join because they've seen on the team and they feel com- comfortable now people like me are playing so i can do it sort of thing that's right sometimes you just got to be the leader yeah that's it you got yeah, you've you got you've got to be the leader and now you just went ahead and you done it and now look i mean the team has grown Um, yeah, that's it. And you said what? You got twenty twenty players within a year. Yeah, we started. Yeah, just a year now. The team. Yeah, so it went started, a year off with, started off with five players and five then to grew. Six, yeah, five to six and, players, and then we just grew. Um, yeah, just like that through you know seeing people. Like, a lot of people want to do it, but. Like I said, they're just not confident. You have to. We just have to work on their confidence. They're like, oh, but will people laugh? You know, can I do it? And you know, it's a lot working. That's what I do with my Friday session. Is most of my girls that I got onto the team are through my Friday session. So I what with they play and then I you know give them the confidence. So they, I feel first I find out the comfort a comfortable playing outdoors because a lot of no matter what you say, some people still think you know. It's not right. There might be men, sort of thing. So we have we have two different types. People that are like, no, no, I'm not going to play because there might be men. And some people have that. It doesn't matter if there is men around as long as I'm modest and you know, sort of thing. Then that's fine. Because obviously it's outdoors, so you can't exclusively be just women. Even we're playing yeah. just with women, but there will be the male. The ref might be male. That you can't complete. Yeah. And some people we had we had a few that we did join, and then they liked. Oh, actually, I didn't realize there will be a few men because we have some. People's parents come, the fathers come to support them and the team. But you know, some we've had some that drop out, sort of thing. So 
once they, I find that they're comfort, they're okay with the fact that there might be men around, then we just work on the confidence of you know it's not that bad, give it a go, and then like uh, have a player that was like no, and I she was really good, and I've been trying to you know come on, it's not that bad, give it a go, go, and now she messaged me, so, oh my god, thank God, it's so fun, oh my god, she enjoys it, and you know, and she's like our top striker now so you know and she keeps messaging me oh thanks oh thank you persuaded me i'm so glad you persuaded me and i said if your parents have got no problem with you playing outdoor football you know sort of things and only issue is your confidence and that's not a problem because we can work on that you know but um so we worked on that and sort of thing and she just enjoy it once they do it they actually enjoy it like you said it mental thing they enjoy it and then they meet friends it's a social thing it's just like it's a great thing to do you feel happy and then they feel happy and especially when you win when you know when you have that winning feeling it's just like yeah. you're on tired nine of course um other I wanted to ask you Yasmin was um do you offer any kind of like sport leadership award type of things you know um to, to the girls is there is there any kind of like availability for anything like that within the Muslim um, Muslim Sports Association? As in um, sports awards? Um, as in yeah, if... like, like, like sports leadership awards. So, like for young sports, you know, sports, like what, how do you say it? Young sports ambassadors or? I don't think we have anything like that, no. You don't have anything like that? No. And, and do those young girls, do they have the opportunity as well to volunteer within yeah. the Muslim Sports Association? Yeah, we have, we have, um, we have volunteers. So we have, I think, well, I think a couple of months ago, uh, doing part of the Duke of Edinburgh, or not Duke, some course there they have to do where they have to volunteer. So we have, um, they, we have young girls volunteering. So they coach alongside me, um, and then for experience and stuff. So we do take volunteers sort of thing but I don't think we do have anything like you know um, programs like you said war programs but we have volunteers yeah. that can you know sort of thing and then we we also if you have like 16 above they they want to do coaching and stuff then we can you know provide if they um courses on stuff like that we can find courses for them and show them the right direction and what to do and how to get about it okay that's really good and do you help with any funding, like with any costs? For example, if they go and do, I mean, like there's an FA level one um, yeah. coaching, isn't it? So it's like, do you, yeah. Because that's like, what, £200, isn't it? Yeah, because um, I mean, I I did I did my FA level one through Muslim Sports Association, so they paid for my course. But there is a lot. If if you are thinking, if people are thinking about this, this program called um, 100 FC, which is basically a program to get women into coaching, as they pay they pay for it, so it's free funding, so it's funded for you. So it's basically okay. an application sort of thing, and you work it. And it's a it's an amazing program because what they do is they'll give you the course, and not only they give you the course, they'll give you a club after you you've qualified as well to work with. They give you a placement before you do the course to see if you enjoy coaching. So they you know you kind of like a work experience sort of thing. You work with the club for a few weeks and see how it is. If you enjoy it, then you go in to do the coaching program with them. Um, okay. So that there's. But there is, is a that, lot of opportunity that, now. 
is that is that only for a particular age group or is that open um i think that is for um 18 plus i think for coaching i'm not quite sure actually to check that but it's for anyone if you're interested you just apply i think is they take a it's called 100 fc program so you you apply uh, you apply through that i think they take 100 every year 100 um uh, football coaches that's why the 100 fc um stands for the 100 as in they qualify 100 every year uh, through the wow. program um, yeah, that's, that's so really, it's that's, that's really good to know that there are programs out there. Um, yeah, that, that's something because I'm because I'm with the FA now. I know what sort of thing is available. Before I didn't know because when I when I did my course, I didn't have anything like that. This is something that's only come about, but I think it's been less than a year. But it's an amazing program because they kind of find you, they support you, they mentor you throughout the whole coaching. So you're level one. Whereas me, I did the course. If it wasn't for Yashmin and Muslim Sports Association, I don't know if I would have continued because I felt like, was it for me? I didn't get the support afterwards. So after I qualified, I was like, oh, what do I do? You know, I've qualified. Who do I contact? What do I do? Then Yashmin messaged me saying, as you did the... um, course through msa we want you to volunteer for us and then because because i had to volunteer and then she got into them coaching to frankfurt's and then from there i got into another coaching so it worked but if she didn't approach me to do the volunteer i probably would have not got the support that i needed after on how to go about it yeah yeah, with this 100 fc program it's amazing they give the support they find your placement they give do everything for you so you're not on your own so I think it is a great sort of thing so that, like I said, there's so much more opportunity now. It's just basically knowing it's out there and we need to basically, people that are interested need to know because like I said, you probably didn't know about it. I didn't know about it until, you know, yeah, not long yeah. ago. So, And that's the thing, you know, it, 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 it's about young people doing things and, you know, not just young people, but for, for people that are older that now maybe gone into a different transition in their life and they want to pursue um, and maybe start think about you know becoming a female coach and I, th- I think I think you know once 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 you open that door then there's going to be opportunities and it just you know yeah I mean it happens for you and I'm sure it can yeah. happen for other people just before we wrap up on things, um, I just want to ask you, now, obviously, you know, 20 years later, you went back into it. So, you, you you went through a different transition in your life because then you got married, you have children, and obviously, you know, you have to balance everything between coaching um, and playing for a team and your family. Yeah. So it's important for all women to participate in sports. And as as we touched upon, you know, about, you know, there needs to be more female coaches and there needs to be more female managers as well. Yeah. What would you say and give advice to someone, basically a female, that wants to keep up the momentum of pursuing in whatever 
physical activity or a particular sport and they want to go forward, mm. what would you say to them? I think I... Yeah, what, 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 yeah, what advice, what would you say to them? I would think, do you know what the best that I think for me is um, a lot of barriers and stereotypes are actually in, in the head, personally, I think, because as in, like I said, chi- t- times have changed, views have changed. So a lot of things, what is people in the community going to say? No one now really, because everyone wants their daughters to do sports. The, you know, our the community, the ones that, you know, the aunties and all that, the backwards, oh my God, your go- da- daughter shouldn't be doing that. They've, they've been silenced now because now a lot of people will pick them up on that, you know, say, you know, you don't have the right to say that now, you know, what about your daughter, sort of, sort of thing. So views are changing, cultural views are changing. A lot of girls thinking, oh, I'm the only one playing or I'm the only one doing it. And oh, what if people are going to, what if people are going to say when I'm playing or they're going to stare at me or they're going to look at me, I'm the only Muslim or I'm the only Asian, or would I fit in? Do you know what? Most of the time, they're all in our heads and they don't exist. When I when I started it, I was thinking, when I first did it, oh my God, I'm wearing hijab, playing football. And my first ever coaching experience, it was um, at Frankfurt's and it was, I was doing an all-boys session um, and there was fathers watching How and I felt like I was going to cry. I thought, everyone's watching me. I was like, I'm a hijabi, I'm a female. I've just qualified. I probably don't have that much knowledge. I'm, you know, just learning myself. I feel like I'm going to be judged. People are looking at me. And it was in my, I think it was more in my head. And that I was playing, I was getting nervous. I mean, I just felt like crying at the end of the session. So then I was like, and he's like, how did you find it? And I mm. said, I was like, I don't know if I'm ready. Because <laughs> mm. what do you mean you don't feel it? I feel like everyone's watching me. And they yeah. weren't, and he was like, I don't think it's, and then I was like, I felt like giving up at that time because just because of what I was assuming or thinking, and even yeah. if they were, it's something that, you know what, you have to kind of ignore it. There might yeah. be, there will be people that might be looking at you, might have never seen a women's job in coaching. Some men might be thinking, wait, I'm paying five pounds for my son here and I've got a female hijabi in a scarf teach, coaching him how to play you know does she even know the stuff yeah. you know you have I, that. I, I, <laughs> I think I think um you know <laughs> I understand what you're saying there because even within the fitness industry as fitness trainers a lot of people they see for example, if they see uh, a Muslim lady and she's wearing a hijab, they probably think, I don't know, but it's things that I've heard from other women yeah. and something that I've actually experienced myself. It's almost made, you're made to feel like you know what you're even talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I had somebody that actually said to me one time, um, and it also... Um, happened to someone that I know it also happened to her as well that they, they t- actually turned around and said oh you know what you actually know what you're talking about um yeah yeah <laughs> I of course and then it happened to someone that I knew as well who's Muslim fitness trainer he's hijabi as well and 
they turned, they asked her something and then she told them and then they said, oh, well, actually, you know what? That's exactly what my physiotherapist said. Yeah. So it's like, you know, did you question us because, did you ask us because you just wanted to see if we knew or yeah. did you ask us because we, you really needed that information? <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's, that's what's going to happen though. Um, you're going to have people staring at you and you're going to have people that you're not going to fit in, you know. And the thing is, if you listen to it, then you can, if I listen to my, you know, what I got feeling and what I felt like everyone's staring and should I be here, then I probably would have stopped there and that would have been the end of it. And then, you know, obviously I wouldn't have been on this amazing journey I'm on now, making, you know, trying to get women. It wouldn't, nothing of this wouldn't have happened. So we have to kind of have the courage to go through it and just that's if, it. if we if we hear it it's gonna happen you're gonna have people gonna say it we just have to kind of work you know uh, just ignore it and just think you know what at the end of the day as long as you have passion for what you're doing and you want to make a difference they can judge you if you they want you know and every day you're learning at the first session i didn't have a clue what i was doing and i felt if it wasn't for um his name neil he he it gave me so much confidence that uh, you need it's very important to have a really good important mentor if you don't have that then I'd, you're literally on your own if I didn't have him and you know get, building my confidence then yeah. I think I would have probably listened to those you know things in your head oh why, why are you doing it people are looking you know people what could y'all be doing it teaching boys you know people are paying money for that I kept thinking people paying money for that and I don't even know how to you know show them the proper technique yet you know if, should I even be here now, if I let that get into my head then I, I wouldn't be where I am now yeah so that that, that those all those doubts become your own barrier yep it's in your head that's what I'm saying you have to that's just you, you're your biggest enemy you have to kind of ignore that and you just do if you have a little passion you love and you want to make a difference you just have to fight through the you know you're going to have barriers you're going to have people coming at you and saying negative things and you know you just have to ignore it and just you know have the courage and just keep going and then you know you obviously then at what you're going to look back and think thank god i didn't you know listen to the doubts and listen to the voices in my head because if i did probably like a different story now if i didn't you know after that session like i said i felt like crying i felt like whoa you know this isn't i'm not ready for this i felt like all the men were looking at me he was like oh it's a male dominance i was doing a football session for boys i had 16 kids i had two other coaches me and someone else he was also a male yeah, the father's watching because it was under what so they're the under 10 so we had all the fathers watching so the loads of men watching me i was like god this is the worst first experience ever and i was wow. like god but uh, luckily like i said the, 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 well, most of them are you know your own thoughts and you have to just you know tackle through it and you know try and learn not to always you know beat yourself up about it and you know listen to your voices you have just to be positive and say you know what at the end of the day I'm on a journey I'm learning I'm not 100% but I've got passion and I want to make a difference and you just have to stick to it I like that I really like that and um, any advice for any young girls that want to get into football I think they should just do it and should just it's the best time great opportunities available now there's so many 
sessions and so many I mean they won't be on their own there's so many girls opportunities now clubs if you look at clubs most of them are now in, um, trying to have the women's session go their women's session in football they'll even not only just football a lot of sports now they're trying to encourage girls into it there's something if, if they if they enjoy it they want to do it I think just go for it and then they'll they'll be they'll glad they did it like me I was thinking oh why didn't I do it you know why didn't I get back into football years ago you know, I'm just regretting I did it so late because I'm like, what, 30, 35, going to be 36, you know, so, so slowly, slowly, I'm going to be that bit stiff after you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not old, you're young. <laughs> and, if you can, and if you can run around and, you know, keep up with 16 year olds, then, you know, that's stamina. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'll say, I'm not, if I have to, I'll move on to the um, the older, you know, the over 50s if I have to. I'll do an MSA over 50s session. Oh, wow. So, 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 what do you have like over 50 year old women? No. no, no, we don't. Oh, think... wow. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did have, we did have, uh, the oldest we had was, she was, I think, uh, 48 or 49, something like that. Not far from 50, actually. She used to come every week, but she ended up hurting herself and then um, gave it up. But yeah, it's open to any any age. Ah, oh, that's, that's brilliant. Yeah. Sport, sport has no age barrier. That's it. Yeah, definitely. Well, Yasmin, I really enjoyed this um, free flow podcast interview with you and I've actually learnt some things myself regarding the FA and, you know, the opportunities that are available as well. And um, I think just keep on inspiring. Yeah. And, and let, let women's football grow. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. I really enjoyed it. And, you know, thank you for giving this sort of platform for us to share our journey and, you know, to tell our stories and try and inspire other people. Um, so thank you. Keep up the good work and I'm looking forward to listening to more of your podcasts and with other females and inspiring women. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That's really, really, really um yeah, um thank you so much, Jasmine. No worries and thank you very much. Okay then. You take care now. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.